Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Jordan Mode. Here I am, your ghost, I mean, your host, a banana, <laughs> with the Daniel Hess. Welcome, Daniel, to the show. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. Thank you. Awesome. So first, right off the bat, I just want to ask you, what made you want to come on to Jordan Mode? Man, it looked like a cool show. I, I managed to check it out and everything, and I was like, you know what? This is just going to be fun. I do a, I do a lot of interviews, and I've never been interviewed by anyone in a banana suit, so <laughs> I just, you know, couldn't say no to that. Thank you. That's Thank you so much. That just made my day. Because, you know, I just I like to have fun, you know? Like, yeah, man. other people take it serious. I mean, I like to take it serious time to time, but I also like to have fun. And, all right, let's get straight into it. Let me ask you this, yeah. Daniel. Mm-hmm. What makes you tick? What makes you makes go angry? Tick. What makes me go angry? Oh, man. That's a good question to start with. Um... You know, it used to be, you know, technology is, is often not our friend. Mm. And, uh, you know, if I'm, I used to do a lot more editing and nothing would frustrate me more than, you know, working on an edit for a video project and something crashing or just everything just messing up. So that, that would always be frustrating, but I don't know. Nowadays, I, I stay pretty pretty calm with everything. It it really would take an awful lot for me to just be like, the day is over, you know? Mm-hmm. Just give me like 10 minutes, I'll cool down, and then like, let's have a party again, you know? Right. You you move on pretty fast, is what it seems. Try it, to, yeah. It's yeah, not yeah. worth crying over spilled milk. Exactly. Yeah. It's like I mean, a, you know, what's, what's the energy? It's like a banana's on the ground, and, you, and then, you, okay... It's there, you know, like <laughs> you, there's nothing you can do. It's you no five second rule, but like, mm-hmm. like you can't you can't just scoop it up and eat it. I mean, that's kind of gross. And yeah, you just got to move on. I mean, you could you could, you know, don't forget that you left it there either, because, you know, later on you could slip on it and it'd be like a very cartoon moment. Right, right, right. How foolish <laughs> of me. I'm <laughs> OK, OK, OK. <laughs> All right. I so you are a filmmaker slash writer. Is that correct? Yes, that is indeed correct. Which of the two do you love more? Uh, writing was the first love, I'd say. You know, writing was the thing that sort of helped me get through tough times in my life, and it still kind of does that. Um, film, I always appreciate it. You know, growing up, my favorite films to watch were like old Godzilla movies. Mm. They were the best. Um, I used to j- I'd get them on VHS tape and just rock out watching some like Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla or Godzilla versus Mothra. You know, all that good oh, stuff. Yeah. Uh yeah, exactly. They were the best, especially with you know they they this horrible dubbing they would do to those movies. So so cheesy when you look back at it now, but uh. So the film was always there, but like it really wasn't until my close friend in high school, like that was his thing. And so I sort of like fell into it as a result and kind of saw where I could write and then have these projects come to life and just appreciate it a lot more as a result of like seeing his appreciation for it and looking at it from like a more deeper perspective. Mm-hmm. So 
writing was first and then and then film slowly came into my life but i love like that's all i do man like i just i try to watch a movie at least once a night if i can Mm -hmm. and things like that like i just love studying cinema in all its forms it's a lot of fun what's your favorite movie uh, so I'm like I'm a film school nerd, so I always say Breathless by like Jean Godard, which I feel like is a film school like cop out because like it's one of the it's like if you go to film school, that's usually one of the things you're watching because it's the French New Wave from like the 1960s, and uh, so like that one always sticks out to me because it was just that movie where it's like he broke all the rules and he did all the crazy stuff, you know. So I always go with that one, but traditionally like one of my favorites is an animated film which is grave of the fireflies i don't know if you're familiar with that one yeah yeah first movie that really like even as i got older was just like i'd cry like you just can't help it like it's just so emotionally evocative yeah so that that's another one that i really really like okay i mean me personally i love finding Mm -hmm. nemo it's a good one. It's a good one. <laughs> Can't go wrong. Yeah. Can't go wrong with some Finding Nemo. Yeah, I'm a sucker. Man, it's just it's a good story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You. How many like films, or have you filmed anything recently? Um. So more recently, I've been doing a lot more with like corporate video production and i was doing a lot with like wedding video filming for a while uh but right now i'm actually associate producing a horror film that is going to be shot in la in the summer so i have that kind of coming up and then i have two feature film scripts that i'm working through the process of getting investors on board finding a studio that'll fit with the project but that road is a very long one filled with a lot of knocking at doors and seeing who's interested in projects and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, So some big ones on the horizon, but I sort of strayed away from, you know, investing too much time into any more short films or things like that. Cause I did that for a long time and sort of learned the, the way of the industry. And then a lot of like, you know, things to know for when you do move into the feature world. So right. it's been a couple years since the last like creative project. Okay, so it's a lot of just like asking until you get a yes. Yeah, I mean it's just like right now uh, it's just so much outreach. I mean it's just producers that you're talking to, and you know what happens a lot of times is you'll get maybe like an introductory email going, and there might be some interest in the project, and then you send along like the script or a pitch deck. And, you know, it's all about, like, if that person has the time right now, if they're interested in that kind of a story, like, there's just, you know, it's almost like dating. There's, like, 8 million (laughs) factors that kind of play out. And it's like, if one of those doesn't line up, they're going to be like, well, you know, it's just not not my deal for it. And then they kind of, like, move on from there. Um, So it's a very fickle business. Mm -hmm. Dang. Yeah, I... Yeah. I had no clue. Like I film, I know nothing about film, but I find film so fascinating. I love film. I love watching movies. Uh, I think it's really cool that you're doing that. Uh, tell me more about like your blog, your blog writing. Yeah, so that was really kind of 
started out of a place where like I felt personally a little frustrated. Um, you know, I'd done some more creative projects between like 2019 till about like early 2020. And I just felt like it was so hard kind of getting any like traction with it as far as like marketing or outreach. So what I really wanted to do is sort of create a space for indie indie filmmakers because like a lot of people don't realize that like indie film in a traditional sense like what most people think of it really isn't indie like these are movies that are mainly still about a million dollars plus which is on a hollywood scale technically indie but like Mm -hmm. you know there's people who make whole films with like ten thousand dollars you know and that is like to me the real gritty indie stuff so I wanted to sort of like reach out to those people who like were, you know, just kind of bootstrapping these films together and, uh, you know, have a place where they could have reviews and have like spotlights and just have like a platform. So it started out with reviews and I was doing that for a while, like a lot of short films, a lot of feature films I sat down to and was just doing write ups for pretty much daily. And eventually it just got to a point where like, now that I'm taking on my own projects, it was just a little much for me to have the time to like write out so many reviews because I was getting like, you know, five, six short films a day. <laughs> Some days mm-hmm. it was intense. Um, so instead, I've sort of transitioned into what I call like a film spotlight series. And it just basically is allows filmmakers to just talk about the project, the process of making it, what inspired them you know, advice for other filmmakers. And it's just a cool spot for people to check out and just kind of see, you know, how similar a lot of our struggles are for making films and also, like, you know, what inspires us to want to tell these types of stories. And I always find that interesting in myself. So, yeah, it's, it's really grown. I mean, at this point, I think I'm up to, like, in general, it's, like, 400 posts in the last, like, year and a half or nice. something like that. So... Yeah, I'm posting pretty much daily at this point because it's just so many people kind of knocking at the door. I'm trying to get to everybody, um, and it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, you love yeah. it, so you just keep going. You do what you love. You're passionate That's you about do. it. That's exactly. right. Exactly. What, what advice do you have for me if I wanted to like go into filmmaking or anything? Well, this is kind of a contentious point that I feel like a lot of people go back and forth on, but... I would say the best thing you can do is to just go out and do it. I I think a lot of people think that you need, myself included at one time, that you need, like, film schools and stuff like that. And honestly, like, I don't want to talk down on film schools, but Mm -hmm. I really don't think you need them. (laughs) Uh, I think... You can gain, like, I didn't gain as much info as I had until I finished film school and then I was out in the field nonstop. Mm-hmm. Um, because you just, you can't teach everything that you run into on a film set. Right. You just have to do it. And so that would be my first thing is to say, <laughs> don't don't feel like you need to go to like a school or a program or spend all this money for it. Don't do that. Uh, just go out if you have the equipment. I mean, nowadays it's crazy. You could do everything on an iPhone if you really wanted to. Yeah. Um, and just get get people together who are just as like like minded as you are with the passion, and 
you know, have a good script. Like, that's what I would say is more than anything. Like, make sure your script is good and then go out into the world and, and try to make it happen because there's nothing you can do that's more detrimental than just trying to, like, fly on the seat of your pants, so to speak, to mm-hmm. make a film. Because um, it's just going to show at the end of the day. Right. So right. that would be my advice is don't, don't get caught up in school. Find some cool folks who want to make it with you. And then, like I said, you could just, even if you had an iPhone, like, just make sure the audio is good uh, and you're pretty much golden. <laughs> yeah, that's that's fact. So I, you're telling me I could um, go out there, just get, like, a couple of friends and then film something on my phone? Just anything? Yeah, man. I mean, you know, you like I said, you want to probably have a, a story in mind at that's, least. That's true. But, yeah. <laughs> That's true. That's yeah. the first. The first step is the story. The next step okay. is you know getting people together. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, it, unless you have some seriously amazing trained actors, uh, just going off the cuff is probably going to be pretty difficult. Trust me, I've tried it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What hap- So what happens after that? If when I've got everything and I've recorded everything, what do I do then? Well, at that point, you know, you're moving into the editing phase of things, uh, which means, I mean, I use Adobe. I think most people use Adobe, like, software at this point, Mm -hmm. like Premiere Pro. And uh, you're probably going to want somebody, or at least have some kind of knowledge of, like, audio mixing, because you're probably going to want to, like, beef everything up, make everything sound nice. And then maybe adding some music on top of that either licensed or having someone that knows how to compose music and there you go i mean after that you you put everything into the pot stir it up you got yourself some kind of short film (laughs) yeah wow you give me a great idea thank you i know what i'm gonna do after this man um there we go (laughs) get the iphone and make it happen yeah man (laughs) that's crazy oh i do want to know how did you end up with a wedding video company uh so that was like really born out of necessity (laughs) i uh still pretty young i had moved out from my parents place and was living you know at a place for where i was paying rent and it was just like oh crap this is uh real life now um i need to pay bills and by some happenstance i ran into or I got connected with a wedding photographer who was just happening to want to branch out into video. And he pretty much gave me like a flat rate for filming and then editing these videos together. And after a few of those, I kind of was like, I could, you know, I could do this as a business or whatever. And so I just kind of ran with it. And the next thing I knew, it was like at my peak, I was filming. I had like, three other crews of people that would be filming on any given weekend. I mean, it turned into like a pretty sizable operation there. Um, but it wasn't creatively fulfilling. Like it just really was not what I enjoyed. And so after a while, like kind of just stepped away from it. Cause I just knew that I wanted to do other things and doing so many weddings was just eating up so much time that, I wasn't able to be creative in any sense, which was just, this was not good yeah. <laughs> all around. Yeah, not I get fun. You. Did you, yeah. did you have any like bridezillas? 
No, I didn't didn't quite have any bridezillas. I I remember I had a guy that filmed for me that at the wedding the cake somehow fell over. And so I remember for the video they were like, "Can you not show the cake? We don't want to remember that." Like cuz <laughs> some kid was running around and like knocked the whole cake over. Wow. Uh, so I had that happen once. Yeah. Um had a really bad time with a groom one time who got insanely drunk very early in the day and uh the bride was just so upset because he was so drunk but like the way they counteracted that was by getting her really drunk (laughs) so like it was this game of like he started out really drunk and then she started getting really drunk and then stopped caring so much and it was just the friends were just giving them way too much alcohol Mm. and uh at the end of that night i remember i was getting ready to say bye and she was like off to the side with her parents and was vomiting. So I was like, okay, <laughs> see you. Just gonna, yeah, I'm just gonna leave that over there. You, you have fun with that. Um, and outside of that, it's just like I've had weddings where it was like raining outside and the couple still had the wedding outside. So I was just getting like drenched and so was my equipment and it was just the worst. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's the kind of stuff that like is so be bad about those things it's just like you get these couples that are just they they have their plan and everyone else could you know who cares about them like this was our plan and we're sticking to it you know no matter what actually like makes feasible sense so it can just be a lot yeah dealing with people (laughs) right you said (laughs) you said it was like it's like burning your soul you had no passion for it and you just moved on to what your true passion is what is your true passion i mean for me it's just anything with creativity is just amazing to me like i always am jealous of people who can like draw i wish i could draw that's the one thing i'm like if i could draw and like animate i've always wanted to do that but i just never got good at it Mm -hmm. um outside outside of that tangent (laughs) uh it's just like being able to tell stories like i just love the fact that like i can find something and sort of just weave this whole plot out of it and like people connect with it and like i just find that really really cool that like you can have this ability to do that and it also gives me, like, a really good excuse to just, like, research all the time. Because, mm-hmm. like, I really like writing about stuff that somehow has, like, maybe a historical connection or, like, something from historical place or anything like that. I'm just always, like, studying history to try to get ideas because, you know, you you think it's some far-fetched stuff. But I'll tell you what, like, sometimes the best things are just already there. <laughs> Yeah, You know, like, it's like when you read, you know, or hear a crazy news article, right? Like, local man throws cat in a tree or something. It's just like, you can't make this stuff up. It just happens, and then you got to remember it, and then use that for some crazy story you're trying to tell, where maybe you have a character throw a cat in a tree for some reason. You know, who knows? Truth is stranger than fiction sometimes. Exactly. So that's why I'm always just like... I have a good writer friend who does the same thing. He said every day he'll like read the newspaper and he's gotten whole novels that he's written based off of like 
one weird article that he read in the newspaper and stuff. <laughs> Who are your inspirations? Well, I mean, I really, when the pandemic happened and, you know, all the free time was there, I really went back and, like, started reading a lot more. And I really enjoyed, like, the works of, like, Hemingway. And even, like, before that, I really enjoyed, like, Edgar Allan Poe's writing. Um, as far as, like, filmmakers go, of course, like, Jean-Luc Godard and a lot of those French New Wave directors I've always had an affinity for. Um, I think, of course, like, Spielberg is somebody who's kind of undeniable for, like, his influence in the film world. Um in that like another tangent like never really got caught up too much with like george lucas i never star wars never really clicked for me and i don't know if that's gonna make everybody mad out there but no just never got into that that world of uh films um <laughs> who else i really like dennis uh Villeneuve. like he did blade runner the new blade runner mm -hmm. and uh prisoners and stuff like that he's a really solid filmmaker and then um there's a Greek filmmaker whose name I cannot pronounce off the top of my head, but uh, he's done, like, Killing of a Sacred Deer, uh, Dogtooth, like, films like that. Very cool, like, indie director um, who's done some cool stuff. So okay. that's my okay. random rambled-off list <laughs> of people who semi-influence me. That's cool. That's It's understandable that um, you don't watch Star Wars, so don't be don't be afraid. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> okay i just you know i know people like it and it's like cool i did the uh i went to disney last year and and did the uh the star wars ride that mm -hmm. like crazy tram ride that you do and i mean that was fun <laughs> so i'm not gonna say i'm not gonna say i don't enjoy some of the lore right. or whatever right. like the disney park was cool so mm -hmm. if if that's any consolation to anyone out there then i enjoyed the disney park ride so Okay. Take that for what it is. <laughs> Let's spice things up. So sweet. Tell me something about you that you think not a lot of people know. Hmm. Not a lot of people know. Um. I don't know, cause I <laughs> I try to be so open with everybody, but um. I used to, let's see, I'm trying to think of like something from the memory banks. It's <sighs> a good question. <laughs> I mean, like, it's weird because I always used to feel like I was much more like introverted. And I feel like that was always kind of like my, my language was just like, I'm introverted. But I'm actually like, and I think I still kind of play that role sometimes. But honestly, like, I really do enjoy like being out and all that with people. I think the only thing that derailed that for me was like what derailed it for everybody, which was obviously COVID right. and everything. Um, yeah, there's nothing to me that's like better than being like in a crowd of people, just like having like a collective moment with a lot of different like people from just all walks of life. Um, like, I remember years ago, I filmed this uh, cover band. They were, like, an 80s cover band. And they sold out this really huge venue in uh, in Baltimore. 
and it was just tons of people there and i got to be up on stage with them filming and it was just like really an electric kind of feeling being up on that stage and just looking out at a crowd of like more people than you could possibly count uh Mm -hmm. and i've always kind of like wanted to do that at least once in my life like somehow be doing something on a stage performance wise to like a huge crowd of people because i just think that would be like insanely fun but i don't have a good musical talent so maybe i have to do like stand up or something you know i'm not that funny but you know just put a brick wall behind me and i think that's isn't that all you need just brick wall and you just stand there with the mic and comedy just comes out doesn't it i mean yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's like yeah exactly that's what i mean you're just just up there when you're against the wall you know there's you got no choice but to say anything at that point so i mean who cares if you're not funny okay that's the thing you are funny daniel you are funny okay believe in yourself thank you Uh, yes need to have confidence in my comedy writing abilities yes (laughs) man if you were reincarnated as an animal what would you be i'd want to be be a giraffe that would be kind of cool i mean you're just like you're so tall like you know just imagine that perspective but like all the time that would be like i'd be like on one hand i'd be like this is awesome on the other hand i'd constantly be scared of like falling over Mm -hmm. you know that's that's you're just like so high up yeah you'd be a vegetarian just eat true too you're you're so high up you're looking down on all of us (laughs) <laughs> almost like you know just being like hey i'm up here guys like can't can't slap me in the face yeah. i'm too high up yeah i mean i guess in, you know but a bird you could still get like pooped on so yeah you're still, not you're yeah. not the tallest it's <laughs> true you still get shit on yeah yeah <laughs> you can't that's the if nobody else takes anything away from this that's 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 the lesson in life, right? No matter what you do, you're still yep. getting shit on. Yep, exactly. There's you. <laughs> real, there's no real way. Positive. You just gotta. It's not even a giraffe. There's nothing you can do. You just gotta roll. move on. Exactly. You just roll with the punches and just keep it going. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> Man, so inspiring. You have a book. What of would you poetry. come back as? Oh, sorry. Wait, let me answer your question. No. So yeah, I was gonna say, what would you come back as? I would honestly. So I've had many answers because I can't decide <laughs> between them all. There's so many good animals. Um, uh-huh. I'm thinking. I already forgot, but I, I would be like an an armadillo. Okay. Yeah. You gotta you gotta watch those though. Um, I remember I had I was in the Midwest at one point, and they were saying like. I think you, you're not supposed to touch them because they have some kind of weird disease that you can get. What? No way. Yeah, I forget. I'd have to look it up, but I'm pretty sure that was the armadillos because they were like, yeah, like, you should really not touch them or get too close to them. They have some kind of weird disease that could, like, make you really sick or something. It might This might all be a weird fever dream I had one time, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure it was armadillos. <laughs> that they said don't touch them they carry all kinds of weird diseases 
So that's kind of just remember that if you come back as an armadillo. That's kind of overpowered because they literally have a protective sh- shell, like armor, mm-hmm. and they have that. If they have that poison, that's kind of crazy. <laughs> You're, yeah, it's you like can't a, touch like it. a strange. Yeah, it's like a strange Pokemon. You know, yeah. it's like you got you can't. You got the rock type, but then they also got the poison types. So, I mean, what are you gonna yeah. do? It, yeah, <laughs> I'm a huge animal lover. I. I think some when I think of crazy animals, think speaking of crazy animals, there's the poison dart frog. Mm-hmm. How can a frog they're, they're cool. be poisonous when you touch it and then you can die from that? Like, what? That's just unfair. It's crazy, right? Yes. It's weird because like nature's like let's make these like the most vibrant looking things. I know that's the whole like that's the warning sign, but it's just like. Come on, man! I want to touch them. Like you, they're cool looking. I want to hold them in my hand and be yeah. like, "Hey, guy, what's up?" Like, you know, dang. weird. No, I guess you just gotta have gloves on or yeah. something. I'd want to like jump in a kangaroo's pouch. <laughs> and just like, I don't know, make it hop, just chill you know? out. Yeah, just chill, just bounce, <laughs> and just boing, boing. I don't know. I'm I feel just... like you would get, you would probably get kicked before you got that far. <laughs> Oh, most definitely. I will. I would get yeah, kicked. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's still worth to try, though. True. Just, just for the yeah. Always try something. You miss a hundred percent of the shots you do not take. Exactly. That's facts. Hey, there we go. That's the thing. If you take anything from this episode, that's the real thing. <laughs> that that is the lesson <laughs> of this this one this episode. Exactly. Yes. Hashtag moral of this episode. Put mm-hmm. that on your daily inspiration on Instagram and uh, attribute it to us. Then nobody else, nobody else said that before us. No one, no one else. Just me, no, yeah, a banana, and Daniel Hess. Yep. Yes, exactly. Yes. So awesome! Can't wait for that like Google search result to come up, and it'll just be this screenshot. <laughs> And like the whatever's the goofiest faces we both made in a single screenshot, and then it'll have that quote above us, and people will just be like, "Wow, yeah, how did those guys say something so inspiring? <laughs> it's pretty amazing." <laughs> Man, I just I see potential, Daniel. Like like Dan, I'll call you Dan. It's just I don't know if you feel That's weird fine. with Daniel. Cause, okay, you can call me Jor if you want. So. <laughs> There's potential, you know? It's like, if we keep doing what we're doing in five years, who knows where we'll be. Like, I just see so much potential, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, my my hair will be probably a little bit longer. You'll be a little bit like, you know, bananas naturally ripen, so <laughs> be a little bit of a different tinge. But, mm. you know, that just means you're just wiser and yeah. it's you know you're you're achieving those dreams those banana laden dreams right. that we all have you know maybe yeah. somebody will try to peel you and it'll be like <laughs> wow i have layers i'm like an onion yeah. you know like shrek yeah so, like just exactly like shrek get out me swamp yeah exactly <laughs> yeah i mean they might they might cast i mean they might be doing a new shrek maybe it's a, like a you know reimagining a shrek and they're like we need we always knew we needed a guy in a banana suit that was half peeled open 
we just we couldn't achieve it with the CGI at the time. <laughs> so now that we have the technology, we can we can rotoscope you in there and it'll just be like amazing. Yeah. So I'm the missing piece to Green their Day. puzzle. Yeah, that's why they stopped. They had to put the series on ice because they're like, we need some fresh, fresh blood, fresh ideas. And, you know, when they sit down and watch this, they'll be like, holy crap, we got it right there. Yeah. And they'll call you up, man. Yeah, we finally got it. We finally found what we've been looking yeah. for this entire time. Just when you get when you get that role, just send me a, a signed banana, please. And I will oh, cherish yeah. that forever. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, and you when you're I'll like, I'll make sure it never. When you're up there, and I don't know, do you do you respect the Oscars? I don't know what's like the film quintessential <laughs> tier. Yeah, the Oscars would be would be chill. Okay. Like, I'm sure. Yeah, it's just like that would be cool. I mean, if I got an Oscar, it's just like I know nobody watches the Oscars anymore. But after this year, who knows? Maybe more yeah. people will be watching it next year because of all that craziness. Yeah. Yeah, send me an autograph, uh, please. When you when you when you make okay. it like huge Oscar, or send me an autograph well, right now. Ever... I'll take it. Like I don't I don't care. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say, don't ever let me forget if if I I'll make this right now on the show that if I ever get to the Oscars, I will accept the award and I will pull a banana out of my pocket and autograph it on the stage, and then I will send you that banana. Hell so yeah. Hold me to that. Hold me to that, okay. please. Okay, don't worry. It's all it's all recorded. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. This is gonna be great. They're gonna be like, never give this guy an award again. He yeah. <laughs> signed this banana. It was really uncomfortable. We didn't know it was a banana at first. It was just like really awkward. Yeah. And that'll but I at least got the one, you know? Mm -hmm. And I at least did the banana stunt. I'll be the banana guy from then on. Right, right. Banana um, autograph guy. Yeah. Yeah. Mushed up banana all in your pocket. Took it, take it out. That's crazy. I'll be like, wow, I put this in at like three o'clock. It's like seven <laughs> o'clock now. It did not, it did not age well yeah. in my pocket. Oops. Oops. Then Oops. you just throw it on the stage. Yeah. Someone trips yeah. over it. See, then we got, but then, you know, we're back to like, these are some memorable moments we're creating mm -hmm. at the Oscars. Right, exactly. Yeah. You you will act single handedly revive the Oscars. <laughs> to be like, you gotta tune in. This guy's just weird. They yeah, this guy's just fucking weird. And... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he just keeps doing this weird stuff up on stage. It's a banana. It's you know an apple. Like we just he's just got different fruit in his pocket. That's yeah, just, get what that's about. Man. What is your favorite fruit? What is my favorite fruit? Um. Back in the day, I used to really like pluots. Have you ever heard of a pluot? Pluots? I have never heard of a pluot. I don't know if they do them anymore. It was like a plum and an apricot that were like crossbred. Oh. And it was called a, it was called a pluot. I know, right? Cue the jazz music. They're crossbreeding some plums and apricots. It's crazy. <laughs> Whoa. They were pretty good. Um, I'd say now, though, it's like I really like the uh, Honeycrisp apples. That's mm. usually what I go for. Okay. They're really okay. good. Yeah, me, you know, I love me some watermelon or mangoes. Oh, mangoes! Yeah, they're good yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, you can't go wrong with mango. Like, if there was a tier list, I would put mangoes in S, and I would put watermelon yeah. in S. I put apples in A, because I like apples, but it's okay. it's like it's not like to the point I mean, where. It's, 
is sweet like like mangoes you know mangoes like the goat you know i'm just like i love mangoes <laughs> but apples it's like okay cool an apple a day keeps the doctor away so this is and it's sweet so it tastes good but yeah you know um I tried what's the what's the uh what's the fruit that you can get that like can smell really really bad it's like you either love it or it just smells really really bad to you is it durian Yes, durian. I tried that once and it did not go well. I was hoping I'd be one of the people that liked it, but yeah. no, to no avail. It's either you love it or you despise it and never ever eat it again. <laughs> exactly. Because I got the um, uh, what's it called? The the uh, I can't remember the name of it, but it was like the drink. Like I got the durian like fruit drink or whatever, mm-hmm. and it just like. I, I sipped it, and at first I was like, okay, this isn't too bad. And then it was like, nope, this is this is horrible. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't like it. Okay. I, I'm i Asian, so, like, I, growing up, my parents always, they love durian. So I was forced to, like, mm-hmm. I don't hate it, but I don't, like, go out for it. So I, like, tolerate it, if that makes sense. Yeah. There's there's fruits that, no, that are just sense. like that. Um. I like plums. I like peaches. I like nectarines. Mm-hmm. Uh, t- to be honest, bananas are pretty good. Like, but I would choose yeah, a mango banana over pretty banana much every day. Oh yeah, definitely. I would definitely go mango before banana for sure. Like, yeah, I always do um, like different frozen yogurts and stuff. Yeah, I'll do like mango froyo. Right. So good. Yeah, yeah that's delicious. I love it. I love right? it so much. So good. Anyway, do you have <laughs> do you have any any questions for me? Where was it that you got the banana suit? You said you had found it. At like a was it Spirit yeah. Halloween? Okay. It's a. Is it like after Halloween? So you got it like really cheap? No, it was like, it was before Halloween. Uh, I think okay. it was last year. Yeah, it was last year. I was like, it's e- it was either um, like a um, you ever had a white claw before? Yeah, I've had a white claw. So it's like either that, <laughs> a can of white claw, or a banana. <laughs> so and then I was like, I thought you were gonna like. I thought you were gonna say I had a whole bunch of white claw, and then I went to Spirit, and like that was just what sung to me or something. I thought that's where you're going with the white claw no, thing. Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> yep, it was banana. I didn't even know they had that. Me neither. And I don't regret my decision. Ever. No, I think you made the the smart choice. Thank you. I mean, you know, yeah. If you ever needed to do, uh, what is it, peanut butter jelly time? Yeah, oh. perfect. Yeah, deep cut, deep cut. Oh my, oh my lord, Daniel, Dan, yeah, Danny boy, just give me like, I don't know, a few days. You just gave me a great <laughs> idea. Say white you, just gave me, you just gave me a great <laughs> idea, fantastic idea. Peanut butter jelly time, throwback. Oh my god, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I remember when that was all over the place, totally showing my age. But um, yeah, love peanut butter, and that like it pops in my head quite frequently. So that's what I, I was like waiting to slide that in here somewhere. 
<laughs> I just like I don't know what it is. It just pops in my head all the time, like peanut butter jelly time. Like what is? I don't, it's weird. Peanut oh. butter jelly time. Exactly. I'm excited to see what you come up with with this. Hey, me you have too. To send it to me. Honestly, I you. <laughs> I'm gonna work on a storyboard, okay? And then okay, I'm gonna yep. I'm gonna get my Lay friends. It all out. Exactly. Then we're gonna shoot the shit. Yep. It's gonna be great. With the iPhone. Yeah, yep. it has to be an iPhone. It has to be Yeah. Has to and be then get, get on get on film freeway and uh start submitting it to indie film festivals and just see see where you can start getting some posters made with some laurels on it, because you know. Mm-hmm accepted to some festivals right next thing you know it's like man this whole peanut butter jelly time like takeover happening all over again it's it's the banana takeover you heard it here first folks jordan mode jordan mode get ready get ready ready. i'm excited man man yeah oh that's another question what are you excited for like just am i excited for anything new in the future whether it be you any movies um i mean just excited to like be able to start making actual like movies and stuff like uh you know being able to go out to la in the summer is going to be a lot of fun so mm-hmm. like i'm really looking forward to that uh and then just like the the random connections that i've been able to make with people like it's just been a lot of fun every day kind of getting to know people or getting outreach from people that want to be like featured on the blog or just like people that I kind of do networking with. So I don't know. I'm just always like excited for that. But I always just say like every day I wake up is pretty exciting. <laughs> like I'm oh, just yeah. happy. Oh yeah. Happy to be here. Happy to be alive, you know. Just there to complain about. It's just here's life, man doing an interview with someone in a banana suit like this is this this is like the peak man this is like this is the greatest i've never you know because i've never done this before and it's just like like i said like i can sit there and do other podcasts and recordings and stuff and we'll just talk about you know more serious things about like perseverance and (laughs) all that but like it's just fun like you know people just need to do more of this just have fun wow Makes yeah. me feel. Makes me feel good. Thank you. I, I needed that you're motivation. You're seen and you're validated. <laughs> I see you and I'm validating you and I think what you're doing is awesome. Thank you. I think you yeah. you keep it up. All right, you keep it up with your <laughs> blogs, your your writing, your filmmaking, your passions. I believe in you. Okay, if no one else does. Thank you. That means a whole lot. I appreciate it. And yeah, man, it's just about like making it happen, I guess. Oh yeah, <laughs> just some guy r- rambling, uh, you know, from a laptop, and mm-hmm. um, sometimes I ramble through a microphone, sometimes I ramble through a keyboard. Mm-hmm. But either way, I'm just that. What is it? Man, man shouts a cloud. That's me. I'm just just some man shouting at a cloud, I mean, hoping someone hears me. Listen, whenever you feel down or you're yeah. down in the dumps, I just want you to remember that I exist. As a banana. Exactly. <laughs> that think I I'm also struggling, okay? But we're in this together. Okay? You look up at the mm-hmm. moon, I look up at the stars. And we're gonna we're gonna go far. Like we're going to Mars. Bars. Wow. 
Yes. <laughs> I mean, with sick, sick, with sick rhymes like that, I mean, how could you ever be, like, sad or, you know, it's just, like, it's just inspiring. And, like, knowing that we're, we're in this together and we all have our struggles and stuff, but, you know, we're just, we're just all making it happen. Sure, Secretly, man. we're all just, we're all just different assorted fruit suits, you know, just living life, whether we're wearing them or not. It's there, you yeah. know. We all have a fruit, yeah. And we just gotta gotta live life and be happy. Some of us are raspberries. Some of us are plums. Some of us are blueberries, and some of us are rotten. Yeah, some of us are uh, pluots, and we've been discontinued <laughs> because obviously that's something that I again made up in a some kind of weird fever dream. That's, you know what? That's what you take away from this whole interview is anything I've said is just don't take it with a grain of salt. I, I'm obviously living this weird adjacent life outside of the Matrix and I pop back in from time to time and all of my memories are disjointed from everyone else's because obviously my reality is skewed, uh, you know, multiverse theory. It's right. like obviously I'm in the, the universe where pluots are a thing and you know, just weird stuff like that. So, sorry, everybody. I'm I should be saving that for the multiverse podcast that I'm doing in about five minutes from now. So, excuse me for uh, mixing up the two channels. Ah, uh, yes, the multiverse podcast, the podcast where where people. Just... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's eight versions of you, and you answer the questions differently every time. It's like that Rick and Morty episode. You know, it just keeps infinitely splitting into different little windows and then you know by the end of it you're just like what what just happened and then it just all yeah. kind of smashes back in so uh, yeah yeah i mean so it's an interesting podcast i relate to what you just said you know i every week i spew so much bullshit but i just have so much fun you know and that's what matters having fun that is what matters <sighs> exactly that's that's why I always make sure that when I'm writing, it is stuff that is very serious and dark, and because I just want everyone to be happy when they watch my stuff or read my books and things like that. It's just all happy-go-lucky stuff, and of course, I'm being completely uh, ridiculous because that is how I write. Mm-hmm. It's uh, have you ever seen? It's like a, it's like that meme. There's a meme I saw one time where it was like. Uh, a picture of Hayao Miyazaki, and he's just like smoking a cigarette, and he looks all mad. Yeah. And then it's like stuff he creates is like happy, amazing worlds. And then it's like the other frame below him is this guy who's just like super duper, like happy and just really outgoing. And then everything he makes is just like demons and just blood and cursing and just all this stuff. And it's like, that's how I feel like I am. It's just mm-hmm. like pretty happy guy, but like. Everything I write is pretty dark. I gotta, I gotta do something about that. I think a lot of artists are dark. Like, just, it's just like their creative <laughs> outlet. The territory. Yeah, it's just, mm-hmm. it's an outlet. Maybe that's why I, there's not a lot that like makes me tick because it all just comes out on the page. <laughs> I'm not angry because I'm angry at the at the at the laptop as I'm just furiously typing dark stories. Mm-hmm. That's that's how I get my anger out. So, yeah. and for your question from the very beginning, that's it. Oh, 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. To go all all the way back, call you know, call back to the first act of this whole interview. What makes me tick is I get it out on the page, so nothing. Nothing makes me tick. Wow. It's every balanced as Results. all things should be. That's crazy. Right? Wow. Try. Try my best. Yeah. Everything comes full circle in this podcast, just like the multiverse. Yep. Just like exactly, just like everything, just like the Matrix. We're actually <laughs> in a simulation. This is not real, Dan. You are sleeping. Mm -hmm. You need to wake up yep. now. I need, to, I need to take the 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 pill, man. The blue pill, not the what is it? Not the red pill, or is it the red pill? No, it's Which the one red pill. Take? The red pill is the truth. Okay, you take the red pill. Gotcha, gotcha. Mm -hmm. right. That's the problem. I keep getting them confused, and every yeah. time Morpheus asked me, I'm taking the. I'm like, which one? And he's like, it's up to you. And I pulled the blue pill. <laughs> yeah. and he's like, it's like you're stupid, man. You didn't, didn't you watch the movie? And I'm like, yeah, but I don't remember which pill. Mm -hmm. like, you should just tell me instead of just speaking in these weird, kind of like poetic verses. Yeah, speaking in riddles. It's a lot like, easier to get out. Yeah, like ridiculous, dude. Like, come on, get a, give me a straight answer, Morpheus. You're not helping me here. Like, come on. Yeah, exactly. Come on now. You're trying to get people out of this thing. You're not making. Anybody. No wonder it's only a few people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> When's the last time you watched The Matrix? It's been a while since I watched like the original one. I watched the new one, the newer one that came out. What was that? Last year? Um, I watched that one. I heard. It was okay. I heard it was. Uh, good. I heard not a people. Not, not a lot of people liked it. Yeah, I mean, it's like. They shouldn't have done it, to be honest. Like, didn't need to be done. I think it could have just been, like, leave it at where the trilogy ended. But, you know, I guess money is money, and that's mm -hmm. what they're after. I mean, but, yeah. Yeah, that was okay. Mm -hmm. I, let's see. I had one more question. <laughs> Man. Thought you were like winding up for something about the the books, like the poetry thing or something. Before I feel like I cut you off, and then I went on a whole other tangent. Nothing else. Remember that this podcast is in, in life. It's about tangents, right? Yeah. <laughs> you're, going, you're going to the <laughs> you're going to the fridge to get a sandwich, and somehow you ended up going on a road trip. You know, mm -hmm. it's a tangent. That's just that's just life. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's also like ADHD. I could, it could be. I mean, but you know, why, why look into it too deeply? Just, <laughs> just enjoy the tangents while they happen. Right, right, right. My, yeah, my fault, my fault, my fault. Okay, I'm, <laughs> I'm just a banana here. I, I, I don't know what I'm talking about, guys. <laughs> I, I wrote you a prescription, but I'm a banana, so I would take that for what it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. My PhD might not be recognized uh, in 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 the states here to non-banana people. You right, know? right, right. Yeah. No one no one takes me seriously, but <laughs> I mean, I I take you seriously. So there's at least one person. See, we're this is what it really is. We're just we just did this whole thing so we could just really talk each other like each other up we both need <laughs> yeah. a lot of positive reinforcement right right so we're just we're using this platform as a way to be like hey man you're awesome keep doing what you're doing that's and that's just yeah. an hour of that i mean what <laughs> more could you ask for this is just therapy this is just what i needed yeah 
Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. We just need the couch. Somebody needs to like, you know, lay back on the couch and just chat away about like, you know, the dream they had last night. Mm-hmm. That's there we go. Wait, let's let's do that. What do you remember your last <laughs> dream? Uh, I don't remember my last dream. I do remember a dream I had this week where I thought somebody was in my house, and I woke up. And at the corner of my doorway, I totally, like, could see, like, an outline of something. But I knew it was just in my head. Or at least that's how I'm, like, solving this mystery. Mm-hmm. And I was telling them to go away. But I was so tired and out of it that, like, I couldn't form the words correctly. I just remember I kept trying to say go away or whatever. And then I finally fully woke up. And then, like, nothing was there. So I was like, okay, guess Dang. they went away. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. What about you? Did you have any interesting dreams? Oh, no, not recently. It's for me. It's like I have them occasionally. It's also because mm. I I don't like sleep well, so that's a factor. But I do keep mm. a dream journal, and it it does make me oh. laugh sometimes. You know, it's like sometimes. Okay, my dreams are so like they're weird. Just so. If you thought me in a banana costume was weird, you you don't you should. My dreams are like they make no sense. I'm not like mm. doing any supernatural things, but it's like I'm trying to remember one. What was one like? Um, okay, so one was like so. Imagine you're watching the news, and then this like drug uh-huh. lord of a cartel starts like becoming an elite news anchor which is like (laughs) so i built myself a hierarchy of like top news anchors which is like i I can't describe it because it's so weird like but just imagine right like you got the Uh freaking um god i don't know what to say but it's like Judges, just call them judges, you know, the top judges, but they're just news anchors or the top celebrity okay. chefs. And then he, like, one of them got has a spiked mohawk and he's doing crack in front on the TV and everyone's just like cool with it. And I'm like, what the hell is going on here? You know? So that's an example <laughs> of one crack. of my dreams. Yeah. That was a pretty weird dream. Yeah, that's a that's a good one. But yeah, it's like my dreams tend to not be so layered, so it's cool that you have like <laughs> there's obviously some layers going on, you know. Again, it's like the banana. I think they they go really hand in hand. If anything, maybe you're like embodying the persona that you have here in your dreams. You're like it needs to be layered. So wow. keep up the good work, man. Wow, that's, keep up the good. That you is know, so deep. That is actually deep. Wow, exactly. Wow. Yeah. Layers, late <laughs> layers. Okay. <laughs> Man, I mean to wrap it up. Do you have anything you wanted to shout out? I mean, yeah. If people want to like check me out and get my ramblings, my books, uh, I have a poetry book that's out called "Just a Boy Blaming Himself," and I have a novel that'll be coming out in June. Um, June 6th to be exact, called Focus Puller. Um, both of them. One is, I would describe as emoetry. That is what it has been dubbed by fellow writers of mine. Um, or goetry, for like ghost poetry. 
Uh, and then the Focus Puller book is kind of a vignette of a guy who's just reflecting on his life. It's like he tells little mini stories about different instances that sort of shaped him as he grew. Um, and again, it's, you know, has some funny stories, has some darker stories, has some like true confession type moments in it. So I like to think it's a pretty interesting read. Hopefully people check it out. And then, uh, yeah, doing the film stuff. So that'll keep going as it goes, awesome. you know. Where can they find you? So the easiest way is uh, my website, which is twotonyproductions.com. And that's T-O-T-O-N-Y productions.com. Uh, is named after my cousin. So my name is, in fact, not Tony. But uh, people call me Tony all the time because <laughs> they think I would. I named it after myself, which it is not. It is named after him um, as like a dedication for his life and everything. So that's where that comes from. Okay. I mean, hell yeah. I mean, thank you for coming on. <laughs> it's been an absolute blast. I've been. Yeah, man. It's fun. Shit. Yeah. I'm glad you had fun. <laughs> that's all that matters. And. See, uh, there you go. If nothing else, just have fun. That yeah. that was we've given like eight messages today, so I'm pretty proud of that. Yeah. I don't know how I don't know if you're proud of it. You might not be proud of it. Maybe you are, but like pretty, I'm always pretty impressive, proud. man. I'm always proud. Good. You should be. Be like, you know, just proud and, and happy and doing the thing, man. Yeah. I'm gonna sign that banana for you. Don't you worry. Oh yeah. Yeah, Oscars. i I'll remember this. I'll remember Oscar. that, Dan. Okay. Please do. Remind me, like, yeah, I'll give you my cell. Just text me. <laughs> you, I'll be like, I'm going to the Oscars. Anything I should remember? And you'll be like, the effing banana, dude. Yeah. Do not forget. And I'll be like, yep, no. got it right here. Layers, layers to this. Layers, guys. <laughs> so many lessons. So many, um, so many meanings. This was a meaningful episode, mm-hmm. and I had a lot of it fun. It was, and me too. I hope you have, I don't know where you live, so I don't want to dox you, but if it's day or night, it looks like it's day, so. It's getting to night. It's getting Okay, there. have a good rest of your night, and to ever, everyone listening, have a great rest of your day or night out there, and follow and rate Jordan Mode on Spotify. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and... Goodbye, everyone.